Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Faith Frequency. I'm Chad Gurley, and I'm here with Brian Pinter, and we're here at Christ Church um, in New York City. And um, we're kind of thinking, we're kind of dealing with a moment in time. I think a lot of people we talk to are saying, oh, in this moment, now in this moment. So what does that mean in this moment, and then what are we being called to do. So let's talk a little bit about where we are, what got us here, and what God calls us to do. Well, that, that's a great place to start, where we are. You know, they say that we should always start by naming things. A symptom suffers less when it knows where it belongs. So if we can name the moment that we're in. And I think I could, I could summarize it for me in two ways. As, as a nation and a culture, we are, in one sense, reliving the trauma of the Civil War. Mm, There's yeah. polarization, division within families, loss of friendships, uh, which this sometimes turns into violence mm -hmm. in the streets, as we've seen in, in a number of different places in the country. And we also are living something that is parallel to the 1930s. Oh, really? That's, yeah, I, I see a lot of similarities between what's, what's happening now and the 1930s. For example, in both times, there was uh, demonization of the other, xenophobia, nationalism, the rise of dictators. Um, there was an alliance between religion and politics that was, that was dark, where one endorsed and gave cover to the other, I and mean, we could talk more about that. There's normalizing of fascist ideas. Here in America? Here in America. The press is the enemy of the people. Government should be used uh, against political enemies. I mean, th these, these are ideas that were at home in any fringe fascist regime. Yeah. But they've now been normalized here. Um, We've also normalized conspiracy theory in the 1930s. Conspiracy theory was everywhere. Of course, it was, they blamed the Jews. That's mm -hmm. why. Well, now, I mean, this, one of the most ridiculous conspiracy theories that I've heard, and there's so many out there, but that in these mass shootings that occur, yeah. there, there is a conspiracy theory that those are staged by the government as a way to take away guns. Oh my goodness. So the so Newtown, Las Vegas, that shooting at that Florida high school. Yeah. I mean this this is just the, the darkness that we're dealing with here. Um, well and it's pervasive. I mean it's it I feel it not only just in watching it, but I feel it in the sense of it being almost like a pollution that we're inhaling. That's and like right. it's affecting our own spiritual lives, this kind of um, negativity and just this, uh, this, this moment, this moment that you're talking about. Yeah, we're all breathing this foul air in all of us, including our children. Yeah, right? Yeah, and, and they don't have yet, I think, on a deep level, they feel it, but they don't have the words or the emotional development yet to be able to articulate what's happening, but I think they all feel that something is happening. It's really, we're, we're going through an explosion of the dark shadow 
in the world right now. What would you define as the dark shadow? We're seeing the dark side of, for example, all of our technology. Mm -hmm. We've been living now with the internet for, what, 25 years, 20 years. Well, now we're seeing how our level of consciousness, where we are evolved as human beings, our consciousness was not ready for this technology because it's being used to spread lies, it's being used to spread conspiracy, it's being used to play to the most to the most base reptilian motives in people. Right. Slander. Right. right. All kinds of, of terrible things. Right. Uh, it, it was just like when nuclear weapons were developed, Carl Jung and I think people like Robert Oppenheimer, they were afraid because they felt humanity is not ready for this kind of technology yet. We're just not evolved to a level of consciousness where we can use this technology in a way that will bring light and not darkness. And I think that we're seeing that again. Right. Especially in social media. I mean, I was reading that social media, I think it's it's really been around since 2008. I think it's been, it's like about 10 years old when it comes around. And we've just seen... It's starting out as like a friendster where people really were wanting to connect with friends. Now it's mm-hmm. devolved into something that's completely its own animal that actually doesn't, it, 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 it lives its own life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm wondering how much of that life is part of this dark shadow. Well, I, I think the darkness, whatever that power is, and I, I'm not saying it's the devil or Satan or this thing with horns, but there is a force of, of evil and darkness in the world. I do think it comes from us individually and collectively. But it feeds on this kind of stuff. Right. It, it feeds on lies and mixing lies with the truth. And it feeds on blaming other people. Right. And it feeds on scapegoating. Right. And, and that's across the board. I yeah. mean, that's not... A, that's not uh, no political party is immune to that. No religion is right. immune to that. I mean just to get that out there. Oh, yeah, and and let me say this. I'm not talking about Donald Trump here. Although I think he is is a face of this. But even if the election had gone the other way, the world would still be dealing with these shadow energies. Yeah. It would just be being expressed a different way. But the division, the polarization, all that would still be there. So are we coming to a head then and then what does that look like and what's God calling us to do about that well God's calling us to deal with this to go into that shadow energy and do our inner work as individuals and collectively to turn that shadow energy into something that's going to be life-giving and not destructive Hmm. because if we if we don't face our shadow Mm -hmm. we will just repeat the cycle all over again it's that same shadow energy that allowed white Americans to enslave black Americans. It's the same shadow energy that brought us the Holocaust. It's the same shadow energy that uh, is happening, is playing out in Myanmar right now, and Rwanda, and Sudan. Yeah. So I think this is an invitation for us to evolve to a higher level of of consciousness and and face those own dark energies that are within us. Mm Mm-hmm. That do keep repeating somehow. They do, you know, because somehow we're either we're either just repressing it, and we're not, you know, generationally we're repressing something, and and then it's still there, bubbling or whatever, and we yeah. haven't really 
as a human race really dealt with what that is, that shadow, I guess. That's right. An example of this, because I know I'm talking in sort of general amorphous terms here. When we talk about shadow energy, I've had a number of people say, and I can say this about myself, in these recent times, our capacity to hate and become angry in a hateful way has, has become clear. And I think, and a lot of people feel that. And I hear people say, but that's not me. Mm, I'm beside yeah. myself. I'm not usually like that. Yeah. That's not me. Yeah. Well, you know what? Yes, it is. Yeah. That's in all of us. Yeah. We all have that capacity. It's, it's gifted to us by the evolutionary process. We, we cannot get rid of it. We cannot say to God outside of us, take this away and fill me with love. That's, God's not going to intervene with that. Hmm. We as individuals and, and as, as a community, we need to go inside of ourselves and face that dark power that's in us, and we need to be able to channel, channel it in a way that, I say, as I say, is going to bring light and life and not further destruction. You know, I've heard a proverb that said, or not a proverb, it was like, and you probably heard it, like, the one about which wolf do you feed, the wolf yeah. of anger, the wolf of, you know, whatever the opposite of that was, I forgot. Yeah. Um, but, but then I've also thought, and, and you can correct me and, or let me know what you think, but I've also thought that as human beings, we have that shadow part of us. It's just a, it's a part of yeah. us, right? Yeah. So I don't know that it's about not feeding it as much as it is having the other part of us, this part that's of light and love, be able to dance with the shadow mm-hmm. in a way that is that's life-giving you know but yeah you're, you're not trying to get rid of the shadow you cannot get rid of it right yeah but actually being able to invite it to dance mm-hmm. that can creatively turn it into something completely different that's right that is the perfect vocabulary and metaphor for it we need to hold it and do this dance with it so that it can be channeled into something that's going to be creative because that same energy is also what can lead us to get motivated to put our boots on and get out there and advocate and work for change. Yeah. And that same energy that, that we might feel as hate or anger can be transformed in us by the Holy Spirit to be doing something that's, that's going to be life-giving. Yeah. You know, that's, that's how we're going to make America great again. Yeah. That's how we're going to make America great, is if we're going to go inside and do this work yeah. that's going to lead to real change in us and, and in our society. Yeah, all of humanity has to do it, yeah. right? I mean, and, I, and, and so, you know, you're, you're going to have a, um, a Bible study about um, coming, not, you know, God's calling us to speak out of the silence, you know? Yes. Um, and so... I think in this sense of like, okay, we're working on the dark and, uh, I hate to say dark and light. What's a good, another, uh, love and fear. We're, we're working with the love and fear. Um, we're dancing with it. Then what, what is God calling us to do and say? And cause I feel an extreme amount of energy and passion about 
how annoyed I am with the world <laughs> today. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I feel like God is saying, but you know what, Chad? You need to... It's one thing to be frustrated with the world. It's another thing to say, okay, how am I going to affect change? Yeah. Well, we can see now that there's a spirit, there's something in the air that is motivating people to speak out, to break silence. Let's look at some examples. The Me Too movement. Right. Black Lives Matter. Right. LGBT rights. Right. Immigrants' rights. Right. You know, they're all being motivated by something. It seems to all be coming together at this moment in history for them to break silence and speak out. Yeah. And in our, our tradition, as we look back over our, our scriptures and our social justice tradition, we see many examples of people breaking oppressive silences to speak up for justice. Yeah. And I think this is a moment where, where we're being called to do that. Yeah. And that's, that, that's a part of a larger picture. Um, let me read you a quote from Carl Jung. He was the great psychologist of the 20th century. He says this, and this is in August of 1942, at the, the darkest days of the Second World War when the Nazis were winning. He said, is there still a chance to save ourselves from this spiritual decay? Hmm. Yes, but a miracle will have to happen. And miracles only happen when one believes in miracles. Hmm. Small islands like mountaintops would have to grow out of the chaotic sludge islands of contemplation and of a sense of justice perhaps a new world will develop from these islands Hmm. and i think that's what we we need to form and become in places like this church we need to become islands of contemplation and justice yeah and i think that we can draw inspiration from our tradition of speaking out and it's not just that that speaking out what I envision is something more like what, what the, the, the peace group Pax Christi does. They gather, they pray, they reflect, and then they act. Yeah. Now, what is that? Gather. No, no, no. Pax, Pax Christi. Pax Christi. Yeah, it's a, it's a, I think it's a, it was started as a Catholic organization, but it's a worldwide, it's a worldwide peace community. Okay, say it again. Gather. Pots, gather. Oh, no. It's oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going back and we, we, we gather, pray, reflect, and act. That sounds like worship to me. Yeah. I think ideally that's what Christian worship or Christian liturgy is. In fact, yeah. I mean, the, the word liturgy means the work of the people. And I think this is our mm. work right now. The gather, gathering is important. We need to gather and not isolate. So we need to overcome this false sense of paralysis and and faith that there's nothing that we can do there is something that we can do yeah we need to pray with our scripture and tradition that's what i want to do in our our adult forum bible study we'll we'll look at those voices who spoke out who broke the oppressive silence we reflect Mm -hmm. we we have dialogue we learn our conversation takes us deeper and that brings us to a prayerful, reflective action. Hmm. I think that's what we're being called to now. Yeah. And, and that's so apropos because we're living in a world of, of immediate reaction rather than prayerful, considerate action, yep. you know? Yeah. Um, and that's what the movements that you had talked about, Black Lives Matter, Me Too movement, it didn't come from a rea- necessarily from a reaction. That came from a long time of just 
contemplating oh, yeah. what is going on. That's right. I mean, if you talk to happening. anybody who lives in an, in an inner city community, yeah, the, the Black Lives Matter has been around for a long time, right. so to speak. This is not new. This is not a new issue. Right. Yeah, this, these have been years of, of, of experience right. that now the silence is being broken in, in a way that we have, I, it's new that we have not experienced before, right. I think. Well, we're running out of time. I just wanted to um, ask if you have any closing words. The closing words are this. Those islands of contemplation and justice that Jung was talking about, we need to create those. Yeah. And we need to be intentional about that. So yeah. let's, let's get on with it. This is the time. This is the time. And I think that maybe some of us have been prepared for this moment in history. This is the moment, Yeah. right? Yeah, so some of our listeners, if you think you're retired, you're not retired. <laughs> in fact, the most important work that you will do in your life might come at this moment now. Yeah, yeah. All right, Brian will be conducting his Bible study. It's Adult Forum. It is every Sunday at 9.45 um, here at Christ Church. We're at 524 Park Avenue at 60th Street. Again, that's Adult Forum every Sunday at 9.45, and it will actually begin this coming Sunday, September the 9th. 9th. Um, And we should mention that all of his Bible studies are standalone, so um, if you don't have to, if you miss one, you're not going to fall behind. It's a, there's always a standalone presentation, so join us anytime. Um, It's going to be worth your while. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. See you later. All right.